Pray with me, please. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts and minds of your faithful people now and help us to receive what you want to give us. And we trust that you're present with us and that you want to speak. And so we, as your servants, want to hear in Jesus' name. Amen. I thought it would be appropriate to balance what was possibly the longest sermon in Prince George's history with what might be the shortest reflection in Eucharist history. That's a bit of a joke. If you guys were there at 10 a.m. on Sunday, you know Russ Parker preached for about 35 minutes, and we're not really used to that. I'm used to that growing up, but not anymore. It was very good. Uh, It was pretty long, but he held attention for the whole time, which is quite a feat if you can hold attention for that long. He had four areas of healing, remember? He was going through these four relationships that we all have that God is wanting, and through Jesus, he's healing. It all comes from this gospel. There's the relationship with God that we all have. The question isn't, do you have a relationship with God? The question is, do you have a good one or a bad one, right? Is your relationship with God on good terms or it's on bad terms? And so part of our healing is primarily even the relationship we all have with our creator God. And he called that salvation. Then there's a relationship with others that we have. And this is kind of our immediate folks, our family, our friends, those in our circle, maybe our neighbors. And we are messed up. We're sinners. We are hurt. And so we hurt others. And we get into these situations with other people where we've hurt them or they've hurt us. And we need what's called, what he called, reconciliation. There needs to be a moment or a few moments or a long process of forgiveness. And that what was joined together for a little while and was separate through this sin, is now brought back together. That's what we call reconciliation. We all need that too. There's some piece of our human relationships that needs fixing. And then there's a relationship with ourselves, and that always fascinates me, that um, at some level, when we sin, we kind of know ourselves to sin, we start to dislike ourselves. And if we're honest about ourselves, we're not all that great. We might be okay, but we've done things that we're pretty horrified of, I'm sure. And that that can cause some kind of internal uh, hatred or internal dislike. Um, You you don't like all of yourself, at least as well as you should. And what Jesus wants us to do, because Jesus loves us, and he wants us to love us too, not in some kind of narcissistic way, but just to restore the relationship that we have with ourselves, that internal monologue, you might say, or internal dialogue, how we speak to ourselves, how we think of ourselves. That's another piece of our relationships that he wants us to be healed of. And then finally, he called that holiness, by the way, Russ Parker did. And then finally, our relationship with our community. That is that Jesus doesn't just want to heal people in an individual level. He wants to heal the systems and the structures that are broken around us and the the communities of people that are kind of at odds with each other. We can talk all day about how at odds we are, I think, nowadays. But Jesus wants that to be reconciled. He wants communities, whole entire cities, counties, states, countries to, to come back together and be healed. And that's part of what Russ was talking about. I couldn't help but Uh, remember our catechism and how it begins. It's very, very good. Um, The third question is, how does sin affect you? How does sin affect us? And the answer is this. Sin alienates me from God, from my neighbor, from God's good creation, and from myself. Uh, I think those are all four levels right there, right? Our relationship with God, we're alienated. We're, We're at a distance from him. We're alienated from my neighbor. That's, I think, just our immediate folks, the folks we know and maybe love, hopefully love. But then our wider neighbor, right? Jesus 
that famous parable of the Good Samaritan broadens out the category of neighbor to everyone, anyone in the human family. God's good creation, that's one I think that Russ Parker didn't really delve into, but I'm sure he could have. But actually, our relationship with the created order is affected by sin. That's why we exploit the earth so much. That's why we pollute it so much. That's why uh, ecological disasters happen sometimes, because our relationship with created order is also out of whack. I think that's why snakes bite and hurt, because our relationship with the created order is out, and then we're alienated finally from ourselves, and that's that piece he was talking about. God wants to heal your relationship with yourself. It it gets to, and what he was getting to, I think, is just the gloriousness of how expansive salvation is. Every piece of this, Jesus wants to heal. Not just bits and pieces here and there, but every part of your life. Every part of these four layers, your relationship with him, your relationship with others, your relationship even with his creation, and your relationship with yourself. It reminded me of Psalm 103. Praise the Lord, O my soul. All that is within me, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your infirmities, who saves your life from the pit, who crowns you with mercy and loving kindness, who satisfies you with good things, renewing your youth like an eagle's. Just think of that word, all. How many of your sins has Jesus forgiven? All of them. The, the one or two that you can pick out and remember that really just haunt you, if you have those, that's, he, that's forgiven too. Or how many of your infirmities does Jesus want to heal? How many of your sicknesses? How many of your broken downness? Not just some bits and pieces, but all. And we have to qualify that, right? Because we know that ultimate healing awaits Jesus' second coming. It's in the new heavens and the new earth that the all really becomes all. But there's no peace of our lives and there's no peace of our bodies. There's no peace of our souls. There's no peace of this entire universe that Jesus is going to just give over and let up to sin. He's going to one day take all of our sins and all of our infirmities away in some final sense that we, we will never deal with them again. Never be haunted by the sin that we're so ashamed to speak of. Never be infirmed. Never be broken down again, ever, with pain or with suffering. I've been reading um, a little book called On the Incarnation by St. Athanasius. I just started this reading group. It meets once a month online over Zoom for a couple hours. And he, he's got this great just expansiveness of how Um, amazing salvation is because of what's happening in the incarnation. So I just want to read a passage or two from him. It's, It's dense, but it's really good. The very corruption of death, he says, no longer holds any ground against human beings because of the indwelling word in them through the one body. Here's his image. As when a great king has entered some large city and made his dwelling in one of the houses. Such a city is certainly made worthy of high honor, and no longer does any enemy or bandit descend on it, but rather it is reckoned worthy of all care because of the king's having taken residence in one of its houses. So it does happen also with the king of all. Coming himself, the word, Jesus, coming himself into our realm, dwelling in a body like ours, 
Every design of the enemy against human beings has henceforth ceased. The corruption of death, which had prevailed formerly against them, has perished. This truly is the great work, supremely befitting the goodness of God. For if a king constructed a house or a city, and it is attacked by bandits because of the carelessness of its inhabitants, he in no way abandons it, but he avenges and saves it all for his own work, having regarded not his carelessness of the inhabitants, but his own honor. All the more so, the God word of the Father did not neglect the race of human beings created by himself, which was going into corruption, but he blotted out the death which had occurred through the offering of his own body, correcting their carelessness by his own teaching. And here's my favorite line of the whole first bit of this book. Restoring every aspect of human beings by his own power. That's a great image that God's a king that built a city and through the carelessness of the people living in the city, it's ransacked by the devil and by demons. And the king, when he sees that happen, he's not just going to abandon it. He's saying, I built that. That's mine. And he goes in and he rescues it. And that's what's happening in the incarnation. That we, we're the city that God made and we neglected to care for ourselves. And in the fall, Satan and his demons, they swoop in. And, and Jesus doesn't just sit there and say, well, good luck. He says, no, no, that's mine and I'm coming to take it back. And he goes in, he rushes in, he kicks them out and he restores the city. That's what the incarnation does. And that's how expansive salvation is. That, as Athanasius says, Jesus restores every aspect of human beings by his own power. So I want us to try something as we close. I want you to close your eyes, if you would, take a bit of a risk. And in those four categories, your relationship with God or your relationship with others, maybe a family member, distant or close, maybe some aspect of your relationship with yourself, some piece of yourself you really don't like or you've been trying to work on, or some aspect of the relationship that we have more broadly with our community, with Georgetown, with Polly's, with the county, with our country. Just take one aspect and hold on to it in your mind's eye. One thing, one aspect of your life in these four categories that you want God to heal. And God, in Jesus' name, we ask for your healing over whatever peace we held out to you just now. We give that piece of our lives over to you and pray that you would bring your healing in that area for us and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.